Welcome to Discover Barnstable, the official podcast of the town of Barnstable, a podcast where you can meet the people who steward the programs and services for the town of Barnstable that connects us to our quality of life. We invite you to join the conversation as we navigate municipal government and our community pathways to help you discover Barnstable. I'm Paula Hersey, and today I'm joined with our guests, Katie Service, Cape Cod, Gateway Airport Manager, as we explore this week's topic of discussion, Barnstable's Municipal Airport and its importance to the Cape and Islands region. In June of 2018, Katie Service became the first female airport manager at Cape Cod Gateway Airport since the airport's inception in 1928. She employs 24 full-time staff members in three different departments, airport operations, airport maintenance, and airport administration, that manage over 639 acres of runways, taxiways, parking lots, structures, and systems. Prior to this post, Ms. Service served as the assistant airport manager at Cape Cod Gateway Airport. Preceding her time at the airport, she has been employed by the Massachusetts Department of Transportation, Aeronautics Division, as an airport planner and an environmental analyst. And there's a whole bunch more to her bio, but we (laughs) only have so much time on our (laughs) podcast. Katie, you're very accomplished. You're also a pilot. Yes, I am. Yes. I haven't flown in a while, but uh, I did get my license. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. And we have lots to discuss. Um, If folks don't know, yes, the town of Barnstable owns an airport. Yes, it does. (laughs) It's an enterprise fund, but it is part of the town of Barnstable, that's for sure. It is. And we have um, some things going on at the airport. The Cape Cod Airport has a long and storied history in aviation and has grown into being the regional airport for the Cape and Islands. Many of our listeners have heard on the news about updating the master plan and environmental assessment. Help us understand what they are and the ongoing process the airport is engaged in. Sure. So when you think about an airport master plan, it's really a very long-term planning process. The first part of the process, and I'll explain it in the moment in a moment, is the master plan. Uh, The second part of the process is to review the uh, outcome of that master plan by looking at environmental impacts, and then finally permitting and implementation of the plan. So the master plan project takes a look at what the airport may need to implement in the next 20-year horizon. It looks at um, the community, it looks at the infrastructure at the airport, and it looks at what's happening in the industry to help determine what projects are going to proceed forward um, and then help the airport plan for that. So this master plan project has been completed. It was a two-year process. We've completed that section of the long planning process, as I said, and we're now implementing the environmental assessment. The master plan identified um, various projects that would be implemented over the 20-year horizon. They include taxiway modifications and improvements to meet FAA design criteria. They include hangar development, Um, terminal and and infrastructure improvements that will be needed over the 20-year horizon, as well as a runway extension. All of those projects are being analyzed in the environmental assessment. The environmental assessment picks apart each of those projects and looks at the justification for those projects and identifies what potential impacts may uh, occur because we want to implement those. Mm -hmm. It goes through a very rigorous environmental review 
So there's many steps that occur. We have this all identified on our website so that people are not confused about the process. Mm -hmm. But it goes through Massachusetts Environmental Policy Act process. It goes through a federal NEPA, National Environmental Policy Act process, and it goes through local Cape Cod Commission process. So there's really a lot of environmental agencies that are looking at our projects and reviewing them, and the outcome will be a final assessment in hopes of implementation of the projects. The projects may change from how they were identified in the master plan based on this process, but that's common, that's that's expected. Um, but we're in the middle of that process now. We've had two public meetings, and the next one will be coming up in the February-March timeframe. Okay. And it's interesting to say, you know, when you talk about a master plan, this isn't just something that all of a sudden you decided that you needed to do, right? There's other things that precede this master plan that you need to follow FAA and some of the other regulatory processes, correct? That's correct. So a master plan is required by the Federal Aviation Administration. It's their litmus test to ensure that the airport is still meeting its needs for the community and for the national airspace system. So every 10 to 20 years, you typically take a look at your master plan to make sure you're still on target with um, the implementation that's needed. And it also helps the FAA identify um, uh, funding requirements for your facility. So they take that master plan, they put that 20 years into um, a document with all of their airports to determine how much funding is needed for the airports across the United States. Well, that's interesting. What general aviation facility enhancements are underway or have taken place specifically within the municipal facility, the Mary Dunn expansion, there's new hangar development. Talk a little bit about what's going on on, on, the, on the tarmac, well, tarmac, but also around those runways. Sure. So the uh, back in 2018, the airport embarked on an um, airport business plan. We identified four major goals um, for the airport. Those goals are to improve general aviation facilities facilities, and I'll get into that in a moment, Um, diversifying the airport's revenue stream, becoming a regional transportation leader leader for commercial service, and rebranding the airport. So obviously rebranding, we've hit that target. Um, We have transitioned from Barnstable Municipal Airport and now our Cape Cod Gateway Airport. We've got a lot of good feedback about that rebranding. We're being recognized by more, which was the intent. Um, When you say Barnstable, many people off of, out of Massachusetts do not know where Barnstable is. When you say Cape Cod, it's very recognizable. So uh, we transitioned back in 2021 with that. Um, Diversifying our revenue stream, just to give you an example, we have aviation and non-aviation land land uses. The Cape Town Plaza, or what is now um, WS Development, a hyannis, that is an example of where you have non-aviation revenue coming in so that you do not, if if those of you don't know this, 27 acres that is um, a retail plaza is owned by the airport. So we lease that out to another entity for retail purposes. That is an example of non-aviation revenue because when you have dips and woes in the aviation industry, you definitely want to have some other type of revenue source to develop your airport or to continue growing your airport. That is one example. Um, We also have a lot of um, vehicle land leases. We lease out land to the Steamship Authority for parking vehicles. That's a 
another example of non-aviation revenue. Um, going back to general aviation, uh, there's a project that we've wanted to complete for many years, which is the improvement of Mary Dunway. Mary Dunway is the east side of the airport. It is the location where many, and when I say general aviation, I mean some small single engine, multi-engine aircraft, also corporate jet aircraft. Mm-hmm. Um, they utilize the east side of the airport on a regular basis. They haven't had a nice, attractive road to enter onto that um, part of the uh, property, nor have they had the availability of utilities um, for them to develop um, hangars or businesses on that side of the airport. We've just completed Mary Dunway's extension. It brought in all of the utilities that were needed, and we now just signed two brand new leases for hangar development. So it is opening up that side of the facility that the airport was hopeful would happen. It's opening that side of the facility for more general aviation development, and that includes aviation education. One of the users that will be moving into that spot um, will be working with um, the Cape Cod Community College as well as as flight schools. So there is a lot of movement uh, towards, you know, because there's pilot shortages and mechanical shortages, there's a lot of movement on the airport to get those types of facilities at the at our facility so that we can promote education uh, for our youth that are up and coming in the aviation industry. That's amazing. There's just so many moving parts to the airport that I think people don't know. All they see is the tower from 28 and maybe, you know, the, the, the roundabout area that you get in there, but Mm -hmm. the, the, the whole area of the airport, 639 acres is a lot of space. That's correct. And we have over 1700 employees and, um, over 45 businesses on the airport. Yeah. That's, uh, economic development right there. What is the importance to the region to provide expanded commercial service? And what are some of the new exciting services and initiatives happening at the airport? Sure. We're always looking to expand our commercial service. At one point in time, back in the 90s, we served about 200,000 passengers that were coming in and out of our terminal. Today, we're down to 30,000 passengers that are coming in and out of our terminal. Uh, We had, at that point in time, back in the 90s, we had many um, air carriers that were frequenting the facility. Now we have Cape Air, we have JetBlue on a seasonal basis, and Southern Airways Express, which is great to have those partners at the airport. But we'd like to see some more growth in this area. Um, We know that as a regional airport, uh, we draw in from southeastern Massachusetts and all along the Cape for our passenger activity. We just have to make it more attractive for our community to be able to use the service. And what I mean by attractive... Uh, offering flights that are taking um, passengers from Hyannis to Florida or from Hyannis to um, to Washington, D.C., where they can make an exchange of an aircraft and go to their final destination, making those more frequent and making the, the fares um, something that's palatable for our community. So mm-hmm. we're constantly working on that. Um, we've just introduced uh, JetBlue an additional service. They're going right. to LaGuardia. This summer, which is great, so we have two uh, daily JetBlue flights, one to LaGuardia, one to JFK, which is fantastic and really provides for our community to be able to get on board right from Hyannis, 
park for $11 a day, don't drive to Boston, don't drive right. to Providence, come right here. Right. And I have to say, um, uh, on social media, when we announced the LaGuardia um, route, uh, people were ecstatic. It was one of our best posts that we've had on the town page for a very long time. So I would imagine you'll see a lot of passengers come through this summer for that particular route. We are hopeful. Yeah. <laughs> um, the airport... Um, uh, there is a nationwide shortage, you actually just brought this up, of airline pilots and aviation industry workforce. How does the Cape Cod Gateway Airport support and foster aviation in our student communities? You talked a little bit about some of that, you know, partnership with uh, Cape Cod uh, Community College and, and pilot training over on the east side. But there's some more things that um, are happening over at the airport for our student communities. Yes, um, we recognize as an as an industry the reduction in pilots and in mechanics, and there has been a lot of activity that surrounds this to try to ensure that students have the capability and have a place to go where they can learn and get excited about the aviation industry. So we have been working with several, um, in fact, one of our newest tenants is going to be providing flight training. We haven't had flight training at the airport in many, many years. So when you say to a student, oh, are you interested in aviation? Great. You have to go to Plymouth or you have to go to Chatham to, to fly. It's great that you have an opportunity to go to Chatham, but we want an opportunity right in the center of of Cape Cod, which is at Cape Cod Gateway Airport. So we have a new tenant that's moving in that will provide that service. We have been working with Cape Cod Community College, um, the Barnstable High School, as well as uh, working with um, other entities that would provide uh, mechanical training for students. They've been trying to open up um, a laboratory at the airport that would coincide with um, high school students, uh, junior and senior high school students, where they can get credit for the college courses that they're taking oh, towards wow. their um, AMP license. So we'll try to foster that any way we can. We also have various events where we're making sure that students are aware of the industry and aware of their opportunities within the industry. And um, I think we're going to have a question on events soon, so right. I'll get into that in a little bit. All right, excellent. And that's just the perfect segue. The airport terminal and the surrounding tarmac play host to a very a variety of community events over the year. What are some of the memorable ones on the calendar for 2023? Yeah, we're kind of excited about 2023. Um, we've tried to identify um, what we can realistically do um, within, uh, you know, with our staff and within our means to be able to have a good event for the community that brings them in, um, tells them a little bit about the airport, but also a place for them to have fun. So um, we have, we brought back after COVID, we brought back our uh, a night in the term where we have scouts that will be sleeping over in our terminal building. Uh, we have one entity that will be doing that here in March, which is great. Um, we have a, a one event that we did last year that was really well attended. It's um, a cigar and airplanes event that we had mm-hmm. at the facility. We'll do that again, um, probably in the May, June timeframe. We have another series that we've opened up, which is called Hangers and Hamburgers, Ooh. which will be for our GA pilots and, and their families. Um, and we're doing that in coordination with the Aviation Space Museum, the, the, Air and, uh, the Massachusetts Air and Space Museum, located right here on Main Street. 
Mm -hmm. Um, So we'll coordinate with them on that hangers and hamburgers event. And then of course, we're bringing back our aviation career day for the students that will be in September. And also in September, we have a great day for the gateway is um, our way of introducing the community to aviation. Uh, We have a lot of events uh, that introduce them to aviation, but we also have forums, workshops, seminars for our pilots that come to this airport, mm-hmm. uh, as well as some guest speakers in, um, in various ways of us, um, you know, uh, thanking our military. So it's quite a big event. Again, that will be in September and you'll have more information on our website. That's fantastic. There's so much going on over there. Is there any last things that maybe a question I didn't ask that you'd like our listeners to know about the Cape Cod Gateway Airport? You know, we uh, thank you for asking that. We have recently updated our website. We made uh, sure that our website spoke to many different users, whether you're um, a passenger that's coming in, you want to see what flight opportunities you have, or you're interested in learning more about the airport's environmental process and the master plan. Uh, we've updated that as along with our events. And we're really proud of the update because we think it provides a lot of information to any community member that's interested in learning more about the airport. That's fantastic. You ready for your rapid fire questions? Sure. (laughs) I don't know, but sure. (laughs) So favorite time of the day. Favorite time of the day. I would say early morning. Just about everybody that we talk to early morning educators, obviously, and, Mm -hmm. and some of our police officers airport now included. Yep. Early early morning. morning. Yep. (laughs) And this is my favorite question. What was your first concert? Sean Cassidy. (gasps) Really? (laughs) Yep. And there's probably a lot of people listening to this that have no idea who he is. (laughs) Uh, He was the younger brother of the Partridge family, David Cassidy. Like, I know who you're talking about. (laughs) He was a hardy boy, too, I think, at one point in time. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's funny. And your favorite area or place in Barnstable? I have to say it's the airport. (laughs) Um, You know, we have a lot of really good people that work with us at the airport. Um, They make my job easy. So um, I wish I had more time to explore around the Cape and the Islands. But um, the airport, I'd have to say, is my favorite spot. That's fantastic. Thanks for spending time with us and listening to Discover Barnstable, the official podcast of the town of Barnstable. We hope you found a new understanding of how your municipal government works to protect, engage, and enact for you and our community. Be sure to drop us a line at podcast at town.barnstable.ma.us and let us know what you would like to learn next. Till next time, go discover Barnstable.